We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to Kits and Wagers. I am Adam Zedrick, soccer editor at Roto Wire, joined by Chris at Roto Wire, a soccer writer at Roto Wire. We're back together after a small hiatus. But first, are you looking for NFTs that are both fun and of actual utility? Try So Rare, the largest NFT based fantasy game. You can collect, trade, and compete with officially licensed digital cards, soccer players from over 180 clubs, and So Rare. That's S-O-R-A-R-E dot com. Again, we're talking game week 11. First, Chris. So I was thinking, you know, we could we could we could do this podcast in Spanish. And then I reconsidered it and decided we shouldn't do it. Um, you're currently in Mexico. You're still in Mexico. I was in Spain for two weeks. So I hope you're still enjoying the weather. Uh, tell us about your kit. Yeah, so uh, week two here in Mexico, I was just in uh, Guadalajara for a wedding of my my best bud. So um, ne- never have been in Mexico, but now I've been here for a bit. And, um, you know, when you're in a city, especially a city the size of Guadalajara, you got to go out and you got to do as the locals do and support the local team. So I'm sitting here. I'm in the Chivas Guadalajara uh, kit. Um, I actually grabbed a couple of them because, honestly, I you know, you got the collar here couple stripes nice colors um so i had to go out and get that and i got an away kit as well that maybe we'll see down the road um but yeah so um supporting the team and uh you know don't know enough about liga mx but uh, maybe i will in the future so did you get a name on the back of that or um well you know i think and maybe this is a existential question for the listeners but uh, as you get older you know i'd stop if I'm older than the player, then I can't get their name on their, on my back. So now I've just got no names on, on the jerseys. So I think, I don't know if that's a, like a adult thing, but uh, you know, as a kid, you'd always get a player on the back. And now as an, as I am a little bit older, um, I don't really get players on the back of my kits anymore because it's like, am I, should I get a, a kid on the back of my kid as an adult? So I don't know, nothing on this one, but I have a few with uh, some players on the back of them. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent makes sense. Uh, I can't argue with that. So I, you know, I didn't buy any kits while I was there. Unfortunately, I just didn't, uh, you know, it was my honeymoon. So, uh, you know, my wife wasn't, uh, she didn't want to, you know, look for, you know, going around the city looking for kits and stuff. Uh, we did go to a match though. And I picked up, I got a couple scarves, but this, we got, 
the athletic club of Bill Bow uh, scarf. So this week for me, it's scarves and wagers, but uh, we're both supporting <laughs> the uh, the Rojo y Blanco. So bring bring a little Spanish in there for for the listeners. Hopefully we can get a Spanish lesson in here. But but uh, so Chris, I I did not have a best bet last week on this podcast. Your best bet, uh, it was a loser. So what happened? Was it the right process, or were you just what, were you just wrong? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just wrong ultimately. But uh, yeah, we had I had a I believe it was uh, Norwich and Leeds over two and a half goals, and it was uh, sitting at plus one hundred five. There's some pretty good odds for even further up. Um, and or I, I'm sorry, the under two and a half goals. And um, they went out and scored. Uh, it was three goals, two to one. So I, I missed my bet there. But, uh, you know, somehow Norwich find, found a way to find the back of the net, which is something that they hadn't done in quite a while and ha- haven't been doing it at a consistent rate by any means. Um, but I guess when you play Leeds, all of a sudden you can start scoring, scoring goals. Um, the silver line in, in all of that is that, um, you know, Leeds won 2-1. And I, I did mention Rafina. I th- believe he was at uh, two uh, anytime goal scoring odds of plus 225. He opened the, uh, the, the score in four leads. So, um, yeah. Didn't get it right, but uh, you know we're always trying to, I was trying to get better here. So um, we'll try to get into some later and hit some bets too. So you know it was a little bit weird without you, Adam. We had uh, uh, one of our colleagues, John McKechnie, join, and, and you know a good friend of mine too. So it was nice to chat with him. But uh, you know, get back to uh, square one here with the the now kit slash scarves and wagers podcast. Yeah, yeah, uh, I was following along with your bet. And, you know, it was nil-nil in the first half. Nothing much was happening. And then all of a sudden, three goals in, I'm looking right now, first 15 minutes of the second half. So we'll just call this, you know, right process, wrong result. That's that, that's what we that's what we say for every losing bet here. And uh, we're going to continue saying that. So I'm going to – Despite being gonna, in it. In an in international podcast, you know, they, they still don't listen. Apparently, we haven't gotten any guys from Norwich listening to the pod quite yet. But uh, maybe, you know, they start to listen to it and help us out a bit. Yeah. Yeah, going uh, back a couple weeks with my best bet. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Brentford is what uh, is kind of what I want to bring into this. So, I, I my last best bet, I picked Brentford, draw no bet. They're home against Leicester City. And it just didn't work out. So I don't know. It was one I I really like the mat the bet. And then so I I didn't see it. I was in Spain. But after the match, Thomas Frank manager, he he just went on. He said that Brentford should be unbeaten uh, on the season, and they were the better team than Leicester in that match. And then you know uh, a match later, a few days later, they lost three one to Burnley. <laughs> And now, uh, so this week, they are home against Norwich, and they are a minus 165 favorite. So let's just jump into game week 11 here. Minus 165, Brentford, um, I don't know, just looking at their form, you know, Norwich bottom of the table, but Brentford's form, they're they're kind of not playing that well would you take minus 165 against Norwich and considering last year's results when these teams were in uh, the championship uh, Norwich won one match one nil and the other was one one so it's not like Brentford has had a noticeable edge between these teams the last couple seasons uh, do you, what do you think about 
I mean, these are two promoted sides here, but uh, do you have any thoughts on that match? Yeah, I think a couple weeks ago we talked about, like, what is the threshold of where we make a bet on negative odds? And I think, I think we do, we say one minus 120, minus like 140 is right around where we, uh, we kind yeah. of, threshold of like taking a, a you know, negative odds. So, I mean, that all that said, it's like probably not going to take Brentford as a favorite considering they've lost three straight matches. Um, we're not getting, we're not hitting our threshold of about minus 120 and or positive odds. So I would, I would uh, shy away from that. Um, and you did mention, you know, some of those results last season, the one Oh and the, the one, one. Um, but, uh, you know, neither defense has been particularly great. Um, so, I mean, if you want to go the other route there too, we've got, uh, Norwich in their last two massive last two matches, um, in the, the goal total has been over two and a half. Um, that seven zero loss to uh, to Chelsea being one of them, and then the two one loss to uh, Leeds last weekend, and then Brentford in their last four or five match uh, Premier League matches, they've been over two and a half goals as well. So you know that there's there's the potential just given what we've seen for a lot of goals last season, not so many. So I would consider definitely uh, the, the over two and a half goals is, is sitting at plus 100. So um, to summarize, no on the minus 165. Okay. Yeah. Going back to the, uh, the, the threshold we were looking at. So I think I, I maybe said, you know, minus 130, minus 140. And then I thought about that when I was, I was writing my article for this week. It's up, it's currently up at rotoware.com, but I took, Manchester City to win at minus one forty five. A match, you know, we'll get into in a little bit here. But I guess we can start a little more uh, with this Friday game here. That uh, the standalone game. So, fair we talk about it a little bit. Southampton are at home plus one hundred five against Aston Villa, who's plus two seventy. They have allowed what twelve goals in their last four matches. They just changed out their formation. Danny Ings is out, so they've had to. Uh, they went back to a four four or a four three three last match, and it did not work. They benched Tyrone Mings. It did not work. Uh, Kanza was sent off with a straight red card. They lost. Uh, they lost four one at home to West Ham. Uh, I mean, I like even with those results for Villa. I like the under in this match under two and a half. It's plus one hundred. The last time I saw it. Um, it's just mainly because Southampton have been really defensive at home. And I just think the Villa struggles combined with Southampton, probably not a team that is going to, I don't know, rack up a ton of goals. And I kind of think, you know, uh, after being benched, Mings is a guy, he's going to, he's going to come in and, and play with, uh, some ferocity or some ferocity, something, I don't know, whatever, what I'm looking for here. Uh, Let's just make up words on the pod. <laughs> Yeah, so I like the under there. You uh, you have a preference for that one? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, you know, you mentioned they've lost four straight. They've conceded, you know, a ton of goals. Four last game, three to Arsenal, three to Wolves the, the game prior, and then two to the Tottenham side that have been struggling. So it's like I can't – and they're missing – was it uh, Kanza sus- uh, out, suspended? And then, um, you know, obviously uh, – uh, struggling overall but uh yeah and this is this is where i would target this for my best bet um i know we usually get into this a little bit later but since we're talking about it now you know 
Aston Villa have been playing so poorly. And, um, you know, I liked how Southampton played. You know, they've been a little bit better now, especially with James Ward-Prowse back uh, from suspension. They, um, But so Southampton at plus odds, plus 105 um, to win this one would, is what I would consider my best bet, just given how poorly Aston Villa have been. Um, missing their top goal scorer. They're missing Douglas Luiz, who I think is a really important player for them. Um, they're probably going to uh, – Bertrand Troy is out. Um, so it's like missing some big – big pieces, especially against the Southampton side, who have been really organized. So I like Southampton here at plus 105 odds. And, uh, you know, there's, there's potential that uh, in our, in our next international break, we're maybe talking about uh, Dean Smith as a, as a, uh, either if he's still around a, a manager who might be uh, looking at the sack you know, in the future. Yeah, it definitely came up. I think it was in his press conference, maybe today or something about just uh, him being in deep water here. They're, you know, they added these guys. Leon Bailey has been kind of, you know, he's had his injury issues. So he hasn't really been full go in Ings. Now he's hurt. But, you know, Ashley Young, he got a couple starts early in the season, and he hasn't really played much since. And he actually may get the call here if they go with a 4 3 3. Uh, depends the status of uh, Jacob Ramsey. But yeah, so last season. Uh, I guess I, I don't know if you want to know the result, but Villa 1-0 at Southampton. And then the other match was Southampton 4-3 at Villa. Some weird results, but again, these teams are, I don't know, the last however long, year and a half, season and a half or so. So Southampton, it seems like, you know, they're in this current run where their defense is in form, they're playing well, and... In the second half of last season, all that just fell apart. They, they dealt with injuries, and, you know, they had a bad second half of the season. But it looks like, you know, they're back to their – back to some form. So, on theory, you know, a correct theory, I guess we'll say, to start it off. Uh, yeah, plus, I mean, if you're getting plus odds here for them to win, it's a pretty good spot just with the way uh, Villa's playing and their injuries. I, I kind of like that, and I'll probably – I'll probably look at that for Friday. So being the only match, I'll probably look at that myself. I see. And I mean, Ollie Watkins for Villa, you know, being without uh, Ings, he's played eight matches, came off the bench and won two goals in eight matches right now. So he's not really getting it done for them up top either. And uh, as mentioned, without Ings, they could find, it could be difficult for them to find the back of the net. Yeah. Watkins probably still uh, looking for some form and just overall looking to, find a way into the team just because, you know, obviously he didn't play with Danny Ings last season, so it's a little bit different for him. But, you know, next match we're going to talk about is, you know, the game everyone wants to talk about, right? Is that is that how it goes in Manchester Derby? So Manchester United are home, plus 380 against Manchester City, minus 143. So I think the big thing for this match, I guess you got the Ole stuff with, whatever's going on with him. But so I was in Spain for a couple of weeks. I haven't seen some of these matches, so I didn't really know what was going on. I'm looking through game logs here and it's United has gone to a completely different formation than what they've had uh, pretty much the entire time. Ole has been the manager. Like they've had a four, two, three, one pretty much mm-hmm. the entire time he's been there and they've moved to a three, five, two, uh, which is, you know, a pretty drastic move. Like you're playing three center backs and like you're moving Eric Bailly into the starting 11 with Harry Maguire. And now it's going to be Lindelof, uh, you know, without Veron in there. 
But so that changes everything up. So if they're doing this three five two, like Bruno Fernandez is in the midfield, and but you still have McTominay and Fred playing, and then we currently have projected Cavani in the starting eleven next to Ronaldo. So you know they have had some success three 0 at Tottenham, who now lost their or let their manager go and Nuno Espirito Santo, and then. Uh, midweek Champions League, so they're up a couple goals on Atalanta, and then they gave up two goals. So I'm I'm just not sure overall that you know maybe they got the more center backs, and maybe that's going to help their their defensive woes. But I'm not sure that's going to work against Manchester City. Yeah, I mean, from a tactical perspective, the three-five-two, like kind of trying to put a couple more bodies in the middle because that's where they've struggled so so much. Um, I can see where they're doing that. They're asking maybe Bruno to do a little bit more defensive work with Fred and McTominay. Um, but when you're facing a side like Manchester City with uh, you know Rodri, uh, Bernard, you know Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne could play in the middle too. And uh, another thing to note, you mentioned that uh, Manchester United are going to be without Rafael Varane for maybe a month or so. Um, Manchester City without Amerik Laporte to this match. So if we're if we're looking at some defensive frailties and from at least for Manchester United, um, there's the potential there for City to be missing a player as well. Yeah, I, I just don't. Uh, so they've you know they've played who knows how long. Maybe they've been Ole's been you know working on this formation for a couple weeks or a couple months, but I I, I doubt it really. Uh, they had a decent start to the season, so he probably wasn't tinkering too much, but. You know, they played two matches with this formation. I'm just not sure, like, that's going to be a good strategy going against Manchester City, just going with a new formation and all that. And you got to think Manchester City are going to control, I don't know, 60% or so of the possession. I'm not sure what the odds are on that one. Uh, I guess that usually comes out a little closer to match time. But I kind of like just going with the, the injuries overall and what seems like, United are sure they are scoring more goals with this formation is what it looks like. Um, just going with that, I think a fun one would be, you know, going looking for more than four or five goals. Uh, if you took over four and a half goals, you can get plus uh, 370. Uh, just fun things like that. Uh, okay, yeah, it's not on this sheet, but yes, I believe it's plus 370. So just some fun things to do because, you know, it could – it could be a match where City, you know, they get two, three goals, but then on the other side, Ronaldo gets a couple or something like that. Uh, do you have any mm-hmm. preference how this how this is going to go? I know recent uh, derbies have been pretty low scoring, but I, I just like the over with uh, what's going on with Man United right now. Yeah, I would expect a few goals here, definitely, just given how poorly Manchester United have been defensively. City obviously know how to get it done in front of that. Um, that's not to say that United doesn't have a pretty good chance, as we saw in the midweek. You know, anytime you put Cristiano Ronaldo in, in your attack, you've always kind of got a shot. So, um, but yeah, I would definitely, you mentioned some of those more fun uh, over goals. Uh, goal totals is, is something to, to potentially target. So, yeah, I still like City in this one, obviously, but uh, anything happens in a derby. So, that's uh, definitely something to think about. Yeah, otherwise Saturday, nothing really stands out. Chelsea, uh, well, I guess I don't want to say that if Chelsea may be my best bet. <laughs> uh, so Chelsea minus 400 against Burnley, Crystal Palace, who are suddenly a good team. Um, unclear when that happened, but uh, they're plus 150 at home against Wolverhampton. Brighton minus 165 against Newcastle. Anything you want to look at from those ones? Uh, yeah, there's a... 
I mean, we, you, t- you talked about Palace, man. How, how good have they been? And, and uh, interesting that we, uh, <laughs> I think it was in our first international break, Paul, where we talked about futures, potential sackings. You know, we've seen Palace just like, just beat, you know, Man City 2-0. Um, they're actually playing pretty decently. They haven't lost in five games. I mean, that's, they've drawn, I think, drawn six out of 10 matches, which is a pretty insane. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they uh, that particular match, um, I think it has the lowest uh, implied goal total. Uh, so if you head over to our cheat sheet on rotowire.com, um, you can check out like what has the lowest implied goal total. Um, so that being said, if we expect to get a 0-0, draw out of that i don't know if that's going to happen but uh, you can get no goal score on DraftKings for any time goal score you can get uh, that at plus six plus 650 so kind of a fun one there um to discuss but um, both both teams have actually been playing pretty well so kind of interesting yeah uh i'm surprised that match has the lowest over under there um i don't know i'm not sure i'm not crystal palace are playing well i just don't not 100% on their back line right now, but, you know, they if they stop Man City to, to zero, you know, what can they do against Wolves? I don't know. I think it's just kind of maybe, I don't know, maybe just a game that you kind of want to stay away from uh, just because, I don't know, Crystal Palace just seems like a, a mystery team to me. Uh, you, you don't know what they're – how good they're going to be, but 13th in the table – uh, so even though they've been playing well, still down there a little bit. And Wolves, they've had some success, a decent amount of success, I'll say. And yeah, I don't know. That's that's a that's a tough one. Um, yeah. If you're going along the theme of Crystal Palace drawing a bunch a bunch of matches, you can get that uh, you can get that draw with uh, Wolves at plus two twenty. Only thing to note. <laughs> yeah, two twenty. It's still pretty low odds, and I guess. I guess the odds pretty much say 1-1 draw. So, I don't know. Um, Sunday, Arsenal, minus 255 at home against Watford. Everton, plus 210 against uh, Tottenham. Slight underdog there. Leeds, slight underdog at home against Leicester, plus 180. And Liverpool, minus 143 at West Ham, the favorite. Uh, What do we got for Sunday here? Yeah, I mean, the the big one being Liverpool, West Ham. West Ham all the way up to fourth on the table right now, playing super well. Um, seems like th- that Liverpool-West Ham game is always kind of like, a, uh, you know, Michael Antonio scores like a, a crazy goal on a counter. Um, Liverpool go up a couple goals. But, yeah, so I could see that one having a few different goals. I don't know with Liverpool playing so frequently. Like, you know, I don't feel super confident in, while West Ham playing, um, you know, pretty well themselves. So, I, you know, I would probably stay away from that myself. Uh, the Leicester Leeds United match is, is something that's like, okay, both teams, you know, conceding some goals. So I, I could, uh, I would definitely entertain a, 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 the over totals there. Um, so other than that, I, I really, you know, we Arsenal playing really well. We talked about them earlier in the, uh, earlier this season as a team who has struggled. So um, pretty, pretty big favorites there. So uh some good matches, some good ones to watch. Uh, not maybe not the best ones that I would check out to bet on. Yeah, going with your usual bet of uh, Salah there for Liverpool. He's minus one twenty as an anytime goal scorer. I considered it for my best bet, but I kind of you know I didn't want to step on your toes with that one. But I think it's a pretty 
decent route to look. I mean, these teams, it was 2-1 last season, 3-1. Like, you got to think there's going to be goals. West Ham have been a little better defensively in, in the last month or so. They're currently playing in uh, Europa League as, as this one is, as our show's going on. Actually, last I saw, they're down 1-0 at uh, Genk, or I guess Genk, Genk. Yep. Uh, no, I guess now they're up two one, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that one is another match like the Manchester Derby. Like if you want to bet over three and a half, over four and a half, I think that one you know could produce goals. Um, you know, Liverpool have some injuries here and there. Yeah, um, um, a couple of anytime goal scorers there. You know, you mentioned Salah. We, you know, uh, the pod is a big fan of Mo Salah, as most people should be. Uh, but my, minus one twenty—that's right, right within our threshold of where we, uh, where we'd uh, kind of bet there. But a couple other players to mention who have actually been, you know, Sadio Mane, a guy who's been playing really well lately. He's plus one sixty to score. Uh, Diego Jota is uh, plus one fifty, and uh, depending on what happens with a little squad rotation, given the fact that they played Wednesday against Atletico Madrid, uh, Roberto Firmino one seventy-five, and then I did mention Michael Antonio. Um, he's uh, plus two twenty. So a few guys to think about if you don't want to go minus 120 on Mo Salah. Yeah, I think Jota will be back in the 11 because uh, Firmino just picked up that hand injury. Mm. Yep. So I I was looking at uh, that Jota, those Jota odds plus 150, but he kind of he's been kind of struggling this season. So, but one plus 150 goal with Matt, uh, match with some goals. You know, it's 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 okay odds, but you know he's not in form. So. Um, but for those other Sunday matches, I think that Tottenham-Everton match could have some goals that uh, Tottenham are currently playing, I think, or they're maybe in half an hour after the show. Uh, they'll be playing, so the first match under Antonio Conte, so kind of see what's going to happen with that. He is a little more defensive, you know, with this uh, usually like a 3-4-1-2 or a 3-4-3 or something like that. So that would be something to watch Thursday. I Originally, I liked the over in that match, but with the way Conte manages, I'm not sure I want the over in that one. And I kind of like Leicester City against Leeds. You like the over in that one, but I'm kind of iffy just on taking overs in Leeds matches, even though, you know, that Norwich one was 2-1. I I don't know. They, they've just had their struggles, and I think they're just going to continue to struggle, even though... You know, Leicester's back line has been whatever. But I guess we can get into – so my best bet, back with that Chelsea match, I, I had a tough time. I think we both had a tough time finding our best bets this week. It's it's kind of a – you know, you were busy watching Liga MX. I was busy watching La Liga. So we had some questions, but – so I'm going to go, I think I took this a few weeks ago, and Chelsea, uh, yes, they gave up the James Ward-Prowse uh, PK. So Chelsea, to win in a shutout, did not hit, unfortunately. But I'm going to go back to it. I think, you know, correct process, wrong result there. Uh, they're minus 120 to beat Burnley in a shutout. So Burnley, the only reason I'm kind of iffy on this is because, you know, Maxwell Cornet has just come into the lineup, and he's been awesome. He scored a couple goals um, a couple matches ago. Burnley have had these matches where there have been a lot of goals in them, more so than you'd normally think for Burnley matches. But on the other side of that, they've also been shut out against Tottenham and Manchester City in recent contests. And 
and you look at the other end, Chelsea, you know, you know they're dealing with injuries, but they won both these meetings, combined 5-2 last season, and then I believe they've won their last seven matches in league, Champions League, and League Cup, and five of those were shutouts. So I'm just going off Chelsea's form, really, hoping injuries aren't too big a factor. Kai Havertz, Hakeem Zayic, uh, Callum hudson Adol. I hope those guys will get at least one goal, and then they don't allow one to Cornette and Chris Wood on the counter or something like that. So minus 120, not the best odds, but I'll take it. Uh, do, what do you do? You have any? Do you like that? I know you uh, wrote down uh, Maxwell Cornette his goal odds in the sheet, yeah. but uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, uh, definitely, certainly uh, not a bad idea there. <laughs> and you mentioned how we looked at the slate and we're like, you know, what the heck do we do with this one? Um, whether that's because we haven't been watching enough over the past week or just because it is a little bit more complicated. Um, yeah, good, good bet. Um, I like uh, Max, Maxwell Cornette. He scored four goals in four matches. Um, he, in the past four matches, I mean, it'd be nice if he scored four goals in, in every match. But, uh, yeah, four and four um, for him. And he is sitting at plus 450 as an anytime goal scorer. So do you think he can keep that form? Obviously, a really difficult matchup against Chelsea, who have been good defensively. But uh, uh, something to consider there, because you're not going to find many people who have been in that good of form sitting at plus 450 odds. Yeah, clearly you don't want to make that bet, because uh, Chelsea are going to win to nil, win in a shutout. So. Yep. You know, I guess it's a head-to-head battle right here between us. Yep, a classic. <laughs> all right, that's. Uh, I think that's all we got for game week 11 here. Chris has got to go to the beach. You know, he's in Mexico. He's got to soak up the sun. Uh, I just, I'm dealing with some jet lag here. I think I've been back home in Michigan for, I don't know, less than 15 hours now. So the, the, the uh, jet lag starting to get to me a little bit after lack of sleep, but uh, power through for the fans forever in here listening to Kitchen Kits and Wagers. Again, Chris, your best bet. Uh, get a give a recap here for us. Yeah, best bet Southampton plus one hundred five. Aston Villa missing a few players, lost four straight. Dean Smith fighting for his uh, managerial life. Uh, I like Southampton to win this one at uh, plus one hundred five. Heck yeah! All right. Let's do it. And mine is Chelsea to win in a shutout minus 120 against Burnley. Chris, thank you for joining me. And next time we talk, you will not be in Mexico. So sorry about that. All good. We'll we'll talk next week. All right. Thanks for listening to Kits and Wagers. Again, like and subscribe wherever you're listening. Watch on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Like the like the video. Whatever. Like it all. Uh but yeah, find us at rotowire.com. Got the article up there for game week 11. Watch the video. We got all your content and we will see you next week for game week 12.